0: Hello and welcome to the So She Travels Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki FlipFlop, here to interview today's most vibrant female travellers about the why, where and how of their travels. We're here to inspire you to see our world, to discuss the issues us women face travelling, and to talk about a few of the more interesting ways you can do it. Each week we'll have a destination and a few topics and discuss. Join in the conversation on the hashtag So she travels. Don't forget to press subscribe, and if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and a review. Today I'm going to be chatting with Ellie from the travel blog wanderingquinn.com. She's been travelling for years in between jobs, but four months ago packed in her lovely London life to go backpacking across India. She's been there since, and we've caught her in her last few days. I first met Ellie on a press trip to Basel in Switzerland. She and I were on what became the scariest flight of my life, with terrible turbulence on a blustery December day, and the guy in front of us freaking out like I've never seen before. I had to close my eyes as his visible fear, think going red, rocking back and forth, sweating, was getting to me too. I overheard him working out how he could get back via land. I hope he made it. Anyway, Ellie and I had followed each other for a long time online, so it was lovely to spend a few days with her. I've loved following her India adventures on Instagram stories at The Wandering Quinn, and this was my big opportunity to catch up with her Skype to Skype.
1: Hi Ellie. Hello. Where are you right now? Right now I am in Bangalore in India. Feels like you've been in India for ages. I know. Well I've actually just like got two more days here and I would have been here just short of four months, which it feels a long time as well, definitely.
0: Yeah, it feels like you've been there longer than that actually.
1: Yeah, well it's funny because you know most of my backtracking trips I've done in before have been about like three to five months, but that's been like a range of countries. And then I think I've just been in this one country for this long, but um, yeah, it's been really good.
0: Do you feel ready, ready to move on? Ready to go somewhere new?
1: I do, actually. Yeah, I feel like India is like so diverse. So you do feel like you're in a different place each time, but obviously, you know, there's still very similar aspects to it. So I am looking forward to leaving. I'm going to Thailand in two days time, which is my probably like my equal favourite country. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited for that. Oh, sounds fun. So,
0: can you give us a little introduction to your life and what exactly you're doing and why you're there?
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course. So, yeah, my name's Ellie, and I am a travel blogger at thewanderingquinn.com. And I mean, the travel bug bit for me in like 2010, and since then I've done like multiple trips, like lived in Australia, um, and multiple backpacking trips between saving for work or saving to go, saving for travel by going to work, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then I've had my travel blog for a couple of years as well, just because I really love just sharing my knowledge with people. And I just absorb so many blogs, I wanted to put some information out there myself. And as of this, well, last summer, I decided to quit my job in London. I've been living in London for the last two and a half years, working in a job that was completely like not related to travel at all, but also working on my blog quite hard during those two and a half years. Um, so I left my job and left London to travel full-time again, which was something that I always wanted to do anyway, and I always knew I would. But wow. now I'm doing it and blogging at the same time, or trying to do the whole <laughs> full-time travel blogger thing anyway, at least. Um, I'm attempting it. And then India's been on my wish list for so, so long, so it was like the first place I was going to go on this big trip.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Why? What? So why India? Why was it on your wish list for so long?
1: I just... I've just had this always had this kind of niggle in my head about it. I think my auntie, um, she came when she was younger and with her like now husband, my uncle, and I remember hearing their stories about it and it just felt so different. And there's been a quote, I haven't seen it for a while, but it's a quote that says, um, there are those that have travelled and then there are those that have travelled India. So I've always felt like it's that you know, deep. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like it's like been a challenge and I do like a challenge. Um, and then, secondly, like I read Shantaram in 2013, the book. Oh, Shantaram. yeah, it's classic. Yeah, it's classic oh my gosh. I know, I just read it a second time and now I'm on the second one, The Mountain mm-hmm. Shadow. And it just like, it, it just describes Indian people and India like so well. And obviously, it's not a nice book to actually read. There's a lot of like violence in it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just made me really want to come and it's just been on my, like, high on my list for a long time. What was it like
0: reading Shantaram the second time after you'd had all your India experiences?
1: Well, actually, I read it just before I came out of here. Um, So, but then I did finish it off while I was in Mumbai. So I made Mumbai my first stop. And like literally at one point towards the end of the book, I'm reading about Leopold and I'm in Leopold. That was really (laughs) cool. I know. But then how he was describing it, I was looking around thinking, this isn't how it is in the book. (laughs) But um, it is a little bit different in there, but now I'm reading the second one and even when I kind of tire of India sometimes I feel like reading that book just kind of it just makes me love the country more so I'm really glad that I'm reading the second one right now as well
0: oh that's good I didn't actually even realize yeah. that was the second one I'll have to yeah remember.
1: people Check say that. it's not as good but I think it's still good so
0: so what were you doing before your travel to India you said you had a job that wasn't related What?
1: Yeah. Um, so I was working at Nando's head office um, in the property department, and so I worked there for a year when I moved to London. And then before that, in London, I was working at the Science Museum for a year, and um, so very much just admin jobs. And before that, I've always just done like work in hotels, like admin things like that, um, temp things mostly. In the last few years, just because I didn't want to commit to anything, because I always feel like I'm about to go off traveling again, so I haven't really wanted to. But I did work in Nando's for a year on a full-time like um, permanent basis but yeah but it was really fun actually to be fair I do I do miss it. Yeah they sound
0: like the Science Museum and Nando's that's two cool companies to work for. Why couldn't you have just why couldn't you have just stayed in London and lived a happy life in Hampstead and gone to Nando's where you got free Nando's for lunch I know.
1: (laughs) I know why I feel like and even now, in the last couple of weeks, I guess, because I have been now traveling for nearly four, four months, I am having those niggles of, like, oh, like, do I miss home and things like that. And even around Christmas as well, seeing ever, like, the Christmas lights and uh, all of that kind of thing. I know, obviously, London is just so amazing at Christmas, isn't it? But then I just remind myself, like, no, when you were there, I love to live in London, and I just have to remember, firstly, that it's still there, and those jobs are also still there, and they will always be still there for me. And, oh, maybe not the exact same jobs, but, you know. Yeah, um, there'll be some <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, but, yeah, just long-term travel is just what I enjoy. And I've never done anything this long-term. Like, I'm about to hit, well, in a couple of weeks, like, my maximum that I've ever done. Apart from living in Australia, I lived there for two years. But obviously, you're working there. So, I've never yeah. traveled constantly um, for much longer than five months. So, soon I will be there. But, yeah, I just really... I think I feel like I worked hard for this freedom now and I, I'm going to really kind of like relish it and, you know, I can go back to full-time work if I ever want to do that or just stay in one place in the future.
0: Yeah, that's such a good attitude because I think it's it's easy to look back with rose-tinted glasses and maybe if you've had a bit of a bad day or something, anything. Oh, it was actually quite good when I had that I nice know, little house to go back to. <laughs> but no, yeah. no, it's just, yeah, it's just having... I guess just a little niggle which I guess you would always have in long-term travel and just I don't know it's good to have that attitude that you have always dreamt of this and now you're living your dream basically aren't you?
1: Yeah that's it and that's literally what I do remind myself and you know I think when you're standing on that train station on that platform and it's cold or it's raining and the train's delayed like all you wanted to do was to be in Asia and now you're here so let's let's focus on that.
0: (laughs) And it is cold here at the moment. I went to London at the yeah. weekend. And yeah, I think if ever you have a little moment of doubt, just remember travelling on the tube and then you're yeah. like, no, I'm doing the right thing.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um.
0: So was there anything that made you think, right, I'm off um, in leaving your job or was it a culmination of things?
1: Not really. I mean, like I said, I actually genuinely liked my job. And like you said, I was living in Hampstead, which is like one of the nicest areas in London. Mm. So in all honesty, I had it pretty sweet. Um. But, yeah, it's just always when I moved to London, I knew that I was going to do another big backpacking trip. Like my I was actually in the Philippines three years ago, um, which was wrapping up the end of a four month trip. And then I moved to London and I honestly didn't even know how long I was going to be in London. So two and a half years was quite a long time for me anyway. And the most that I've stayed in one place, like in my 20s anyway. So, you know, I just kind of I kind of also had that thing where I'm turning. Well, I'm 30 in like two years. But another thing was is that I also got my eye potentially on like getting a Canadian working holiday visa. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just going to see how it goes. But I also wanted to do a big backpack, like a big travel trip and visit, you know, all the places in Asia and Central America and everywhere I want to go, pretty much trying to, um, before I potentially do Canada. So I was kind of giving myself like a good gap because there is a limit on the visa with the age. So right now I've got the freedom to travel for quite a long time um, but I could still get that visa if I wanted to in a couple of years.
0: Wow that sounds so cool that's that's Mm -hmm. great planning and good thinking.
1: Yeah, Yeah I know well it's also that as well you know you push it back you push it back and I left for this trip in October or September but I nearly you know earlier on in the year I was like oh maybe I should stay for Christmas but then it's like you've got Christmas and then it will be something else and then it's something else and it's the summer again and summer at home. Yeah, they, so you know, is Yeah, sometimes you just sort of cut it and say, like, this is when I'm going to go because otherwise you'll push it and then you, people just don't end up going.
0: Yeah, I've definitely seen that happen a few times. One of my friends didn't go travelling because she'd got a car on finance and so she wanted mm-hmm. to wait for the end of that and I was like, it's, it's never going to happen, is it? No, <laughs> and then you'll... Yeah, the
1: exactly, yeah, or you'll meet someone and then... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what were yeah. your main
0: did you have any worries about leaving a stable job to travel because obviously you had your travel blog so you've kind of got a way of making a bit of money but yeah what were your worries
1: not really I mean I was saving hard in London and from my job I was finally like in a job where I could save money in London which is quite difficult in itself well, <laughs> yeah um but but yeah, I was very lucky with my rent and then with my job as well. And then with the travel blog as well, I was earning a little bit of money as well. So I didn't really have any financial concerns and I still don't, which I'm very, very appreciative of. Mm. Um, and, and I also knew, I mean, in India, I spent not much at all. I mean, it's just been fantastic. I mean, I'm splashing out on a hotel where I am right now, um, which is like, 45 pounds for two nights which is quite a splash for like a travel thing but I was just like I barely spent any money here really um if you do want to know how much money I have spent I do have blogs on that but um yeah I (laughs) I was gonna ask you that (laughs) just a little plug yeah but no I do so you know and actually so India's been very freeing in that sense like I haven't had to worry about money and you know you can spend more on things and get a lot more so and then in terms of other worries like I mean to one of my best friends in London and I've been friends with her for years she actually was going traveling anyway she's in Sri Lanka right now and I met up with her a few times in India so even if I was home like I wouldn't have had her there anyway Mm. and you know I'd been living away from home obviously for a few years and like you know you realize that you don't actually see your parents that often anyway or at least I don't so going away it's like I don't know, I've been very encouraged from my, my family as well, like no one says like oh you should come, so I haven't got that extra practice.
0: So one of the main reasons for you going to India, I presume from your blog was um, for your, well for your spiritual path as well, because you're quite a spiritual person aren't you?
1: Yeah, I really enjoy, I've been learning a lot more recently um, just into kind of like that of like mindfulness and I mean I'm no perfect person when it comes to meditating, but I enjoy that aspect, and you know, like manifesting, and yeah, all that kind of spiritualness. I would say. What what what
0: is manifesting? What is
1: manifesting? It's when you think of what you really want, right. and and you have to think because, you know, often we just say like, oh, I want like a better job, but like, what is it that you really want? Or oh, I want to go travelling, but okay, where do you want to go travelling? And then you think about that idea. And you've got this thing in your mind, that's quite specific of like, this is what I want to do. Oh, this is what I want to happen. And then as well as kind of like releasing that like out into the universe, I guess, but by like, but by thinking about it, maybe journal it down and kind of really focusing on it. And then obviously, you've got to make the steps to make it happen. So if you want to go traveling, then you've got to start saving, like the money's not just going to appear. Mm-hmm. But then the same with looking for a job, you know, you've got to start applying for those jobs. But if you're really going to focus on it, and what I think is also a big focus is like appreciating it before you've got it. Like, how is that going to feel when you get on that plane? How is it going to feel when you hand in your notice somewhere? And I feel like I, you know, like do think about that a lot. And then, you know, I, it sounds very woo-woo, but I really do like trust the universe in then like creating that for me. And okay. then, you know, I think then on the top of that, it's like um, appreciating what, when you get it, appreciating that you've. That you've got
0: it you know okay
1: yeah
0: <laughs> so how, i'm like organizing that in my head um how so you obviously thought about this trip that you wanted to do yes
1: yeah.
0: and manifested the idea that you wanted to go and then now you're there
1: yeah i mean i've worked obviously I've worked for it and i've booked you know i've been saving the money and i was the one that kind of like made the decision that i'm gonna go but then I've had no obstacles come up that kind of stopped me. So, you know, it's created itself to, like, let it happen. Um, but I also think it's, you know, very, like, specific things. Like, even on my blog, like, I feel like, you know, if you reach out to people and you're working hard, then things will come back to you. And, like, um, yeah, like, so if you're looking for a job, then, you know, if you work hard enough and you're looking hard enough and you're putting that positiveness out into the universe to, to get it, like, you will get what
0: you need and what you want right there okay sounds sounds like I need to do a bit more of that then. <laughs> testing. okay and um you're into your yoga and meditation as well yes well
1: I'll kind
0: of I try yeah have you managed to do quite a lot of that on your
1: India travels do you know what I really haven't and I'm a little bit disappointed I mean in some ways in terms of like my own practice like getting up in the morning and doing it you know I've got a yoga like towel like kind of mat with me um it takes up a little bit of space and I debate throwing it every day (laughs) but but it's good when I do use it if I don't have it then I wouldn't have anything to practice on um but yeah i love doing my own practice very much you know it's hard when you travel and I know like it's one of them things that you think i've got all day free but you really don't and especially because i'm trying to work and stuff as well but i do know that it's like my priority to be like stretching and just you know like moving and breathing so i do try but i have been a little bit disappointed with the lack of yoga in india to be honest really there are places yeah there are places that offer it and even like rishikesh this is the home of yoga that was really awesome but it's like you don't see it in every city or like I kind of thought a lot more of the hostels. I mean, I don't stay in hostels all the time, to be fair, but I thought they would offer it more and they haven't. And then when you do go for a class in a lot of the towns, if they do offer it, you don't really, often like they don't have like a big number of people attending. So it could just be you and the teacher, which can be a little bit awkward um generally it's like an older Indian kind of like yogi teacher and they expect you to do like all sorts of stuff I'm like oh I can't even like you know like I've had someone like asking me to do a headstand and I'm like I can't do one and he got he seemed like really annoyed that I couldn't do one oh, Okay. so yeah so I haven't had that much I mean there's the places to go so I was in Pushkar which is got you know like um a few different classes and that was good Rishikesh um up in Durham Charlotte that you kind of well I've certainly from it, Experience now traveling around, like understood, like okay, that's the kind of like hippier you know, yoga place to go to. Right. But the general cities here, you know, you will struggle to find it.
0: Yeah, sometimes because I try to do yoga when I travel as well, just because you're <laughs> often sat in uncomfortable seats or your bed's uncomfortable or something. Yeah, like, and it just, I just really like doing yoga. But I know what you mean about turning up and then it not kind of being the same vibe as you're used to or yeah you're just the only person when I was in the Philippines I tried to do a bit of yoga but sometimes I'd turn up and the teacher didn't turn up exactly or I'd be the only one there and then yeah you do feel the pressure to yeah it can be be a little bit awkward
1: awkward as well yeah not in like a bad way just in a like you know how it's just like a one-on-one thing
0: yeah it's too much too intimate
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) especially can't do any of the things and you're like i
0: can't do this <laughs> yeah oh that's a shame in india though because you just obviously associate india with yoga
1: yeah but i think it's just google just got to find it and there are plenty of like ashrams um i still haven't been to an ashram but i do plan to go in a couple of um well yeah a couple of months time actually i'm going to come back to india and um then i did go on a yoga holiday in goa and that was so amazing and the teachers there were absolutely fantastic like doing i was doing three hours of yoga a day it was just so good
0: oh nice that sounds good um so you haven't done an ashram i've heard i've heard that the ashrams are some of them can be quite intense can't they and strict
1: yeah i've heard um I met some people in Rishikesh and they'd been to one and uh, they did a lot of chanting. <laughs> and yeah, um, they were just like, <laughs> I like had these chants in their head for like a whole week afterwards. And then, yeah, you've got to be silent in a lot of them. And obviously you're on strict, like you can only eat, what well, you could take snacks in, but um, eat what they give you. Um, but I kind of really want to challenge myself. I kind of did the yoga holiday. It's like a first initial challenge because I've never right. done anything like that before, like kind of like a structured day Um, but I would like to do an ashram where you're completely kind of switched off and you're kind of like in the yoga holiday I was allowed on my phone um, and I was going on my phone but and I was also doing work which probably was naughty but never mind Um, but I was enjoying it so it was fine Um, but when I go to the ashram I kind of want like a stricter like really got to like go into yourself kind of thing
0: yeah I feel like I'd want that in theory and then when it actually (laughs) happened like one oh, I wouldn't probably wouldn't like it one of my friends did a silence retreat and she ran away after like five days she oh my
1: gosh well yeah because they do say I mean they're like 10 days you can do like pastanas in India and like well lots of places but um yeah and the they average is about 10 days and yeah it's a long time yeah I don't know if yeah. I'll be into that. I know
0: <laughs> um so India is obviously your specialist country now is it? Would say?
1: Well, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, I've been to 27 places in the last four months, wow. which I think is a lot of places. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a very like observant person, um, obviously, because I've, you know, got the blog. And I think partly that was like the reason why I started the blog is because I do very much observe things. That often I feel like other people don't. So it's like I then want to share that. Um, right, so, and I have been sharing now, and I guess I've been observing even more because I've got my blog, and then I've also set up a new website called India by Backpack because I felt there was like a lacking of information, so now I've been even more observant of everything in India, so I can write it down.
0: yeah, I was checking the blog out earlier. It looks great. there's some uh-huh. real um good practical advice of. How to get from a to b and what to do yeah
1: that's what i wanted and like so many you can obviously go on google like things to do in like x city and get a good post but and i still obviously look at them i still obviously recommend people to look at them but you know when you've only got two days somewhere which is probably the average that most people have in like each place like you can't do everything can you just get exhausted especially here it's like an overload on the senses in terms of the busyness and the noise um You know, so I think it's unrealistic to see, like, a top 10 list of things to do somewhere and think that you can do all of them in two two days because you just can't.
0: Yeah, I guess even getting around in between each thing can be difficult. Like, obviously, if you're in a high tourist area, there's all
1: the tuk-tuks, but
0: otherwise Mm. that can be quite difficult, can't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. I've taken a lot of local buses. (laughs) Which are an experience.
0: Oh yes, I've seen you on them on um, Instagram stories. <laughs> yeah, I know. I <laughs> took a few. I because yeah, I've been to India before. I went yeah. to um, Mumbai, Kerala, Delhi, and Goa, and mm-hmm. I did sort of ten, 10 days alone, and then two of my friends came out to meet me for the other two weeks. Um, but yeah, we took some buses, and I remember you wouldn't really know if they were going to get there because uh, I think a lot of the time they broke down. So in the end because we had limited time and there was the three of us we got a lot of taxis for long yeah. distances um one day we did a taxi for seven hours I can't remember wow. where we were but yeah you can't really rely on the buses but they're definitely an adventure
1: exactly and they're super cheap well like, I just kept thinking this is so cheap this is so cheap this is so cheap <laughs> yeah yeah like pennies aren't they literally yeah like not you know ATP like 20p for some of the like ones they're just like an hour like really good
0: yeah it's crazy so you've you've done most of your trip in India alone right yes yeah How, how have you found traveling alone as a solo traveler as a female traveler
1: it's been so fine um you know, I was genuinely very worried about coming to India on my own. And I've traveled a lot on my own in the past, like majority of my trips have been done on my own. Um, But even then, I was still a little bit concerned. And, you know, it was always like the one place that my mum was like, you're not going to alone. Obviously, at 28, I was like, mum, I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) And and again, it's always that thing. I mean, the reason I traveled alone in the past is that, you know, it's a cliche, but true is that you know, if you wait for someone to go with you, then you're going to be waiting for ages. And I would like set on like, I'm going to India. This is what I want to do. And so I'm just going to have to go on my own, aren't I? Um, but none of the, you know, I just had such a good experience. And I do think that's Partly as well, because going back to the kind of like the manifesting thing, I mean, I haven't like, I wouldn't say I'd like manifested it, but I came over here with a very positive attitude. Um, Don't like get me wrong, I get moody from time to time. Mm. But I have, you know, I've come over here with the fact, with an attitude and I arrived in India with the attitude of this is going to be an amazing trip. This is going to live up to what I've been thinking about for the last few years. And I feel like in return, that is what I have got. And... You know, I haven't felt unsafe in any, under any circumstances, like threatened at all. Like, yes, there are times where it gets annoying and you do get harassed in terms of just like, mostly it's like the sellers, you know, but that happens in all all countries, especially in Asian countries. And... Yeah, i just got on really, really well here. And now, you know, I, I feel like after my first few weeks, I was just suddenly like, this is fine. And, you know, and since then, I haven't really like overthought the situation. Like, if I want to go somewhere, like, you know, in the south, I've been planning all of that. You know, I never once looked in, I just, just gone, if you know what I mean. It's not really like something that's on my mind anymore. Yeah, I think,
0: I think what you were saying about, I guess, manifesting and having a positive attitude definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because before I went to India, people were, you know telling me horror stories and bad things and obviously most of the news that England ever gets from India is horrific horrible things mm-hmm. that happen they do happen but they happen rarely and then people just take it as oh that happens all the time in India which it doesn't but um, yeah I was actually reading a blog post on my blog earlier and it was something I wrote before no when I came back from India and I was saying how I had all these preconceptions and all these thoughts of what India was going to be like and then it kind of not ruined it for me because I had a great time, but I always had in the back of my mind that it was dangerous and something bad was going to happen and this and that. And I think that kind of stunts you from talking to, talking to people or having actual interactions or taking an experience for what it is. So hmm. you were just saying about people trying to sell you things. Like, that's just the way it's done over there. People always asking you and pestering you a bit. That's just the way it happens, isn't it? But I think some people would go over there and think that they were being threatened or that it was really annoying or maybe even that it was personal but I think if you go to India and have as you say have the mindset that it's going to be great and you're going to soak up all the cultural experiences and the way that they do things differently then that's what you'll do but if you go over there thinking that people are going to harass you and awful things are going to happen and it's going to be hard work then I think it would be which I guess what you're saying is the basis of manifesting and
1: Exactly. Yeah. And it's the same thing about getting ill as well. Like I, you know, when I first got here in Mumbai, we were talking about, um, I went out on a street food tour and a few were the people we were talking about, you know, the people that come over here and you've kind of got that nervousness straight away that you're going to get ill. Yeah. Well, you probably you probably are because you've already kind of created half created it. If you're so conscious, like I can't eat this kind of, so I'm going to get ill. Then you probably are. I mean, I'm not one to talk. because I did have been quite ill over here, but that did happen after a good like like half of my time here. Um. So I had been here quite a long time. Um. But yeah, I think it's like anything. If you think about something in a more I I always think with, like I was saying, with manifesting in a positive way, you've got to remember it can also happen in a negative way. So if you think about something constantly and you worry about something enough, enough, you're um, like technically kind of like negatively manifesting that as well. Um, So, yeah, if you worry about something's going to happen, I mean, it might not, but I feel like you're, you know, inviting more to happen or you're going to see it from a worse point of view than what it actually is.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, On the deli belly, I did get Mm -hmm. ill as well. And I know people that have got ill. (laughs) And um, it just, I think it just is something that happens. Like it's a different place, different germs, whatever. But I think I got it from some chicken at Delhi airport. So before Mm -hmm. I went, I thought, oh, I'm going to be vegetarian. Um, Just because vegetables are so good out there. And I think a lot of people, a lot of um, Indians are vegetarian for religious beliefs. So I just thought I would and then I totally forgot when I was at the airport and just ate <laughs> well it also it was chicken that was on a buffet thing in the lounge at the airport so it was entirely my fault and then I was ill for like a week but um yeah I do know I do know quite a few people that have had deli belly yeah. but I, I would never let that stop me like I'm actually going to India in, in a week's time and I'm I'm excited to eat
1: everything <laughs> I am going to be vegetarian again and you're you're vegan aren't you well, I was before I came here, but I haven't been vegan since I've been here.
0: It's oh, been it's quite hard.
1: difficult. Yeah, I've obviously i have hundred percent been vegetarian. Like, I've obviously, didn't eat meat before anyway. But um, they don't do a lot of eggs here anyway, because yeah, the Hindu culture. When they say like veg in Hindu culture, that's no meat and also no egg. Oh, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, but there's obviously paneer in a lot of things, and oh, then yeah, yeah. And if you have chai, then it's milk, and a lot of things will come with curd like the yogurt so I don't eat a huge amount of dairy but I haven't kind of limited myself too much um I did try and do like vegan again this year but then I was also quite ill and I was just like you just need to let yourself eat what you want to eat um rather than restricting yourself even further so yeah I haven't done the veganism well but I do know people who have been on here there's a few like youtubers and bloggers that I follow that are vegan in India so it is possible
0: right okay oh, that's mm that's good for any vegans thinking of (laughs) traveling over there but yeah I guess it's
1: hard when you don't speak the
0: language and you can't say without milk or
1: that's it yeah and again in this you know they've got like the kind of like more hippier places like Rishikesh and like like Pushkar and things you know there are like a lot more like vegan restaurants popping up now and they do like scrambled tofu and like things like that which is awesome
0: yeah are those Mm. just out of interest are those um vegan restaurants are they run by Indian people
1: they tend to be but they probably have like um they yes they are but kind of like Indian people that maybe I guess maybe they've traveled before or like kind of been you know or just kind of know then they get kind of like involved they're friends with maybe some more westerner expats
0: an investor so they're all
1: very cool you know like super cool like just hippie guys and stuff like that so um yeah you know they kind of know they know the deal of what like travelers want if they want like you know vegan chocolate cake and scrambled tofu and avocado Mm -hmm. and things like this that's
0: cool Mm -hmm. um so you said that you have basically had a good experience for the last four months but did is there been any times like in general have you felt any more at risk on your travels in India than you have on your European or Asian adventures other Asian adventures
1: no, not at all. In fact, in terms of like annoyance, I travelled um to South America like four years ago now on my own for three months. And, you know, again I never felt unsafe there, but it was so much harder, firstly because of the language. But you know, the men there just absolutely just did my head in because they're just so like no one was gonna hurt. Well I didn't I never felt threatened. Mm. But, you know, I just got so many comments and it was just really annoying. And, you know, a lot of them were potentially maybe more like kind of like in more of a sexual way. And, you know, people just checking you out and this cat calling like so openly. And I was just like, got so frustrated by it. And, you know, that really that isn't a thing here. Um, Like by all means, yes, you are asked for a lot of selfies in India. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I say yes to like women and children but also like when they're kind of being nice and like want to have a conversation with me, whereas sometimes you get used for a selfie here, like someone will just be like selfie, like photo, and then they just walk off and you're like, oh, whereas other times like you can have a really nice conversation with a family, just a short conversation, but it's just really nice for like both of us, you know, and and as well as getting a selfie. Um, But I do say no to big groups of guys, and, you know, sometimes they'll take like sneaky photos like when you're not looking, and that really frustrates me. Yeah, it's so um, weird,
0: isn't it? When I went to the Taj Mahal, because I'd been told about this and I didn't believe
1: yeah. it, and then I went to
0: the Taj Mahal and, honestly, there was a queue of people wanting to have a photo with me, but, like, yeah, there was no chat. It was like I was a celebrity doing a meet and greet thing and then yeah. I was, um, people were taking pictures of me holding babies and all this and then I guess because people saw me doing it, more and more people wanted to do it. But I'm like, where where are these photos going? Why why do they want this picture?
1: I know it is weird. I mean, I think I did do a video about it on YouTube, and then um, like a lot of Indian people watching, like watch YouTube videos as well. And so they commented just saying, you know, it is, you know, you've got to remember, I think when people, the Indian people that you meet traveling around India, a lot of them will come from like towns and villages, yeah, that aren't on the tourist track. So to be fair, a lot of people haven't seen white people before. And I know that is hard to believe because you're like, surely you have, but actually, You know, in small towns that, you know, India is so full of villages and towns and cities that tourists do not go to. But the chances are is they probably actually haven't seen a white person in real life, you know. Yeah. Um, I guess, guess,
0: yeah. And and I guess, especially at the Taj Mahal, because if that's mm, a place that everyone, that a lot of Indians go to, and if they've gone there from their village, then yeah, I guess it's just a huge deal. Curiosity.
1: Mm, yeah it's a really big deal for them and then I guess to see like a white person and to be in the same place you know as a foreigner it becomes even more of a big deal so they do want a photo so I do understand that but just like you said if you say yes to some people like I really do read the situation like because if there's a lot of people around asking as soon as you say yes to some one person it's like a whole crowd come around and then it kind of come, it gets a bit too much mm. um, and you know and, and the guys here as well again you know it's I have never felt threatened by like the men in India but a lot of the younger guys are like, traveling big groups and so and they just can be really adolescent <laughs> like it's a bit just, intimidating I guess. yeah and just and just like boys you know like just giggling and stuff like that maybe because they're looking at you and obviously you don't know what they're saying but I you know I don't think it's anything nasty and it's probably just like laughing and I just think oh you know you're just being stupid boys <laughs> really yeah. um but I've yeah not felt any like any different here if anything like that it's been a lot easier to travel than South America in my opinion um probably a little bit easier than Southeast Asia but the Middle East is also really bad for catcalling and stairs you know I was in Lebanon before and Turkey before I came to India so I was kind of like you know well into that Middle Eastern you know attract like the attraction that people have with you and mm. um, before coming to India so yeah it hasn't been any worse for me at all than any other places that I've visited for sure.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good to hear, though. Mm-hmm. Have you, um, how, what have your experience with the trains
1: been like? I loved them. i really <laughs> loved them. <laughs> I've just done, I've only actually done like three overnight journeys, all of them in 2AC, which is, you know, a good class. And you've just got the two beds, the two kind of bunks. It's not the the three tier ones. And it's just been great. And I've met, again, the nicest families and the nicest children and people, you know, they'll kind of like wave to you and just really nice. And again, I felt super safe, like I'll go to the bathroom. Like one of my biggest worries, because I was in um, Mumbai just for a couple of days and then I was getting on a train to Udopur and then I was getting an overnight train. So I kind of like, you know, went into the overnight train thing very early on in my trip. And so I was worried, you know, do I have to take my bag with me? Am I worried mm. about theft? And, you know, I haven't, well, firstly, I haven't been worried about theft at all in India. But then secondly, definitely not on the trains because, you know, it's all very nice families. Like, they, you're perfectly safe. And, you know, I like the little chai guy coming around, the chai. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the day trains have been really good as well. Again, I'd book like a slightly better class than just like the general class because they can get really busy, um, you know, with like no kind of windows and can get a bit too much. I've done it that once. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed them. They're such a good way to travel around.
0: Yeah, I think I took uh, two trains when I was there. And the first one we had, so I was there with a male friend and a female friend. And so we had a four bed thing between us. Oh, I yeah. Think. And the guy on the, so my male friend who I was with is a, um, like he serve, he he's a technician for radiation machines for cancer. Like something really intelligent and technical but he him and the other so this other guy came in this Indian guy came in to take the fourth bed and him and the two of them were up all night talking about like the medical system in England the medical system in India all this stuff about all this technical stuff that me and my other female friend did not have a clue what they were talking yeah. about but they were just chatting away having a brilliant time and I couldn't believe that this guy his a young guy had he had a level of English that I don't understand and a level Mm -hmm. of understanding of this high tech thing and that was just amazing and then on the other train there was a group of guys who were all into cricket so again I'm not I don't know anything about cricket either but again my male friend and them were just having this big conversation about cricket and all the cricket teams and they knew all these places in England based on cricket things and it was just like it was just really interesting and everyone was sort of that we were in a bigger berth that time and everyone was sort of getting involved having a chat and it was just like we were all friends. It was kind of sad when it was over because it was such a lovely <laughs> interaction. And even though I couldn't join in much because I didn't know anything, it was just yeah. it was just nice just to be sitting there, chatting, having a bit of chai. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. But that was the two drain, train journeys I took, and I really enjoyed both of them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think most people do have that, you know, kind of experience. And it is just a great way to, yeah, have a little talk to people. And you know, even if it's just a little wave and a smile because there is, you know, they don't know English that well, Or I'll always ask yeah. questions like – you know is um is this going to be the last stop like when you you know when we get food (laughs) and they're trying to like work out what questions I'm asking but yeah it's a really good way to like get into Indian culture and meet Indian people because often you'll be the only traveler in that carriage potentially even on the whole train and so you're really really living the local Indian way and it's really great
0: yeah I guess you should just roll with it like don't be scared of anyone like lap up the attention and love it this is your big chance to be exactly. kind of famous
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and people always want to know where you're
0: from what your name is you write a bit obviously about sustainability on your blog as well how have you managed to be a eco-friendly traveler during oh, your time in India
1: that's been hard as well <laughs> if I'm honest I mean firstly the trash in India is crazy um I knew it would be you know it's under no under no kind of like impression that it wouldn't be but you know they've got a serious serious trash problem here like it'll be interesting for you maybe I know you're going to a different area but just to see it and think wonder if it's like if there's been a change in the last few years for example um but yeah it is hard I mean I have a um, filtered water bottle um, which really helped with saving plastic um bottles admittedly I have recently been buying plastic bottles because i just got really ill and i was just a little bit worried like i know then bottles are safe but I just had this fear in my head that what if i was letting a little bit of contamination into my body right. and i really didn't want that like that was the last thing i needed um when i was feeling very ill not too long ago so i have come back to bottled water but it just kills me like how much plastic there is but i've met quite a few travelers with the filtered bottles water which is really good and I know, like, in Southeast Asia, for example, people are saying, like, they are, like, pretty good to use there as well. Um, but, yeah, I don't really, you know, I guess I don't really buy, you know, you never get given, like, plastic bags here that often. You can always say no if they put them in there. Yeah. And when I have my coconuts, to try and remember my metal straw instead of a, a thing. But I feel like I don't actually, myself, apart from the water bottles, I don't produce that much plastic. Like, I use, um, like, you know, my toiletries, you know, you do use them for quite a long time, don't you? It's not like they're single use plastic at all. Mm. So, yeah, I don't, pro- I feel like I don't produce a lot of waste myself here, but it's also quite disheartening. I had this conversation with someone the other day about the water bottles, and I think it's not a nice way to look at it. And it's very not a good way, I admit, but they've got such a problem here that you kind of think like your extra water bottle is really not going to make a difference here. And I know that's really bad, but honestly, that's what it feels like.
0: I guess that's the trouble with all this well Mm -hmm. with sustainability and everything like everyone wants it to be better and needs it to be better but yeah as soon as you're ill obviously you don't want to risk picking up some sort of contamination out the taps or anything like that so then you Mm -hmm. do just have a bottle but then obviously with India having I don't know what the population is but um, some crazy amount if everyone even has one water bottle a day it's just an insane stress a strain on the um yeah environment isn't it I do I do yeah. remember the rubbish being bad and I saw on your Instagram stories actually the other day when you were at a beach I'm not sure where you were but what you uh screenshotted someone's advice to go to the beach saying like oh crystal waters white sands or whatever they'd said something along those lines and then there's you walking along it like kicking rubbish out the way
1: yeah exactly yeah there was just so much rubbish on that beach and you know, it's really hard to know you know I think it definitely is like a government issue obviously um and there is a lack of inf- like education around it like I've been thinking recently my biggest kind of like worry is that you know, the landscape here is so made up of trash that the children here now and then like, you know, younger generations, like that's just totally normal to them. And this mm. obviously isn't here, it's many different countries. So normally it's like the younger generation are the ones kind of making a change. But I'm like, at what point are they going to realize this isn't normal? Because we're lucky, you know, I think our age, we remember before that time when there was so much trash and so much kind of plastic and things. And obviously before it became such a big thing, which is so good that it's a big thing. Um, but I do worry that, they just must see it and just think it's normal and it's not. And it's so, you know, it's really heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point, actually. Mm-hmm. That is that is sad. They won't know the life before, though they won't mm-hmm. know the life when it looked good. And yeah, yeah, I think when the ground is all such a mess, like I saw this in Vietnam as well, when the ground is, when there's rubbish all over the ground, people think, oh, what's another crisp packet? What's another exactly. this? What's another that? And then it just piles up. And yeah, if they don't get on top of it, then I guess... It'll end like well. The example I think of is Boracay in the Philippines, where the president of the Philippines had to shut the entire island down because it was just so disgusting. Yeah, but obviously that's a little island in the Philippines. You can't shut down India to clean it up. Yeah, I no, right? no. don't know what the yeah. answer is really.
1: Neither do I. Um,
0: so tell us more about your travels in India, then. Where where exactly have you been? You
1: said twenty seven places. Was it? Do you have a favorite? <laughs> I have a couple of favorites. I feel like my favorites, I've been quite lucky. The places that I've picked to stay the longest, for example, a week um, to like catch up on some work and just because I knew it would be a kind of good vibe place, have yeah. been my favorite. So I started in um, Mumbai, which was great place to start in my opinion obviously you had the thing with Shantaram like I was just totally like oh my gosh Shantaram Wallin walked these streets (laughs) like so cute cute. I was
0: like that when I was there
1: too (laughs) yeah and then I went through Rajasthan and Rajasthan is really good to visit. I mean I can understand why so many travelers visit it as a first time because it's just full of culture full of like all the iconic kind of like forts and palaces and buildings but it is easy to travel and it's easy to get around and it's all connected by train very good um, I just popped into Delhi, got ill, I should do. Right. <laughs> and then, um, but then I went up to like Amritsar, which is not so visited. It's like a real big like Sikh um, Sikh um, city. And there you can go to the border where you see like a, uh, like a performance between the Indian border and the Pakistan border. Oh wow, very, sounds cool. Yeah, the Wagga Pakistan. border, it was very interesting, yeah. And then I went up into like Dharamshala, which is where I spent a little bit over a week there actually I was quite ill so I was getting over an illness but it was just fantastic and like, I'm dying to go back there this spring or maybe this autumn I'm not too sure I need to because it gets very cold there so it was getting cold in, in November okay so it's like at the base of the Himalayas and it's the home of the Dalai Lama and there's just like monks walking around it's very Buddhist um and it's just like fresh air it's really nice and that's then amazing. I went to like Rishikesh, like I said, that's the home of yoga I was there for a week as well. And that was just nice just to meet some really nice, like, like like-minded travelers. I met some really, really nice girls there um, through being in the hostel. And then through like, I'd met one person and then she'd been in the an natural. and she'd met a load of people, so then I met all of them. So oh, that's, that's nice. nice. Yeah, it's really nice when that happens. Um, obviously, Agra, I went to Taj Mahal, nearly didn't make it because I was there on the wrong day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I couldn't believe that when you said about that because
1: what is it It closes one day a week or something? on Friday uh, yeah just, it. oh gosh but yeah I feel like and I believe everything happens for a reason and when I went on Saturday morning like I made it happen like I changed my train and got another one um I just appreciated it so much more because I was so close to not being able to go and yeah, the weather sad. Yeah and the weather had also been really um, not very nice in the morning for the last few days and then the morning that I went was just absolutely perfect so yeah I feel very very lucky that that really worked. Although it was a mistake and it was a little bit of stress it actually really worked out in my favour. So I Yeah I made you
0: appreciate lucky. it all the more.
1: Exactly and then obviously to Varanasi which I believe is where you're going aren't you again? Yeah I'll be there a week, a week today I'll
0: yeah I think I'll just have landed at this time actually
1: cool yeah I really liked Baranasi um yeah and then I headed down south like Goa I did meet some friends in Goa and that was just really fun I feel like that was the best way to kind of like just experience like the beach life there with friends um went through Kerala and then I've just been in like um Tamil Nadu state which not many people really visit I mean it's still you know you go there and you see travelers but it's not on like main kind of trail I feel like unless it's People going for a second time to India or like a longer trip, like me. Right. Um, and now I'm kind of like in the middle of the South. So it's been really good to finish on those places. Um, I feel like the North has, is my favourite, but I think that's just because, you know, I started and it was all fresh and it was all new and I was really excited.
0: And yeah, maybe a bit tired by the time you got.
1: That's it. Yeah. And like I said, I've been a little bit ill as well. So that's how it's taken its toll. Um, but yeah, I have, so I've done a lot, but there's still so much more to do here. Like I have a list, so I have such a long list of places. Do you think you I'm could do, go. do
0: like another four months and still yeah. have
1: more? Yeah, I don't think actually, in, I've been thinking about this recently, like how I'd work the visa, because before I came here, I got a year visa. I actually applied for a six month visa, but she gave me a year, because she said it was still the same price. So it's worked really well for me because now I'm I, um, I can leave and come back until August, which is really good. Um, but in the future, you know, I was thinking, would I want to get another long visa again or could I actually come here on a 60-day visa? Because that's like the standard e-visa that people get here.
0: Right. How and much is that one? Is that like $50? I need to get yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> about 50
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. That's about 50 Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You can only get that twice within one year, which is still good. It's still four months a year. Um, yeah. But you can't then get it like a, a third time within that year. So... I think I could definitely do another four months but I I've been thinking about this recently and I think like next time I'll just come for two months leave and go to somewhere else even if it's just to Nepal um you know everyone goes to Nepal just to chill out (laughs) yeah that's what I'm doing I've got a week well I've got about 10 days 10 days in Uttar
0: Pradesh and then Mm -hmm. a week well about another 10 days in um Nepal that's what I'm doing as well
1: awesome that's gonna be cool
0: so, do are there have you got any suggestions on what I should pack for my week, or is it just sort of the same?
1: It is nature? quite chilly up there right now. Oh, well, really? Firstly think... In terms of yeah, in terms, Nepal is going to be very cold as well, so do keep that in mind. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm looking for that. And up there, even Varanasi was getting chilly when I in the mornings. Um, but yeah, I've also found you did clothing here again. I was so worried about what to wear as a female traveller here. And, you know, I have my legs covered most of the time, but I feel like even when you're in cities and other places, sometimes wearing shorts, even if it's hot, like it's not always actually the nicest thing to wear, So mm. sometimes it's nicer just to wear like long baggy loose trousers because they can be just a little bit more like, just like, you know, breezy and nicer anyway. So that's basically what I've been wearing. They're really great. Um, and then, you know, the whole like no covered shoulders, like shoulders on show, yeah. but yeah, I still walk around in strappy tops most of the time. And then I just put like a shawl on. The shawls are always key actually here, aren't they? It's always good to have a little shawl. Um, But also for like the, for the climate, because like I said, it has been changing a lot for me. So having the shawls are like good to like cover your shoulders, but also good for like a full on scarf when you need one.
0: Yeah, they're so versatile, aren't they? Sarongs and shawls are like the best thing to take traveling.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I always think with India as well, it's like a good pair of sandals, like I usually used to, like, in Southeast Asia, wear, like, my, ha- my Haviana, like, flip-flops all of the time. But the traffic here is so crazy that, I mean, no one's going to go over your toe. But when I have been on in flip-flops, like, I just feel so, like, bare and so, like, oh so vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. So I have some really good, like, flip-flops. I mean, sorry, good sandals that are kind of, like, sturdy, but they kind of, they aren't too, like, ugly. They're, like, good, like, tan ones. So I'd say, like, a good pair of, like, footwear um, is definitely key here.
0: Oh, I might need to go and buy that then. I've only got mm. flip-flops or trainers.
1: Yeah, although like I said, it's probably not going to be hugely hot. So I would I think oh, trainers yeah. would probably be okay for you.
0: okay. Right. I definitely need to rethink my packing then. I was doing that last night. <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. I would do just think I just yeah, because it's gonna get colder in the evening. It'll probably still be hotter in the day. But I would just double check.
0: Okay. What what do you think it was that sparked your love of travel? So you mentioned your auntie going to India, but did you have A lot of travel inspiration when you were younger like did you travel a lot to
1: far off destinations? no um it's so random like my mum and my dad don't travel at all and or haven't traveled at all um and I guess my auntie is like the one that yeah went to India a couple of times I knew that she'd done a few trips but now really when I compare what I've done to her you know she really hasn't done as much as me at all but I feel like she was the person at the time that you know it was like a bit of a you know kind of like crazy one and you know did all that thing so I really don't know at all but I yeah just I've always even when I was a late teenager I was kind of like I just want to go to Australia and you know I've knew of a few people that's been out there working and I was like, just seems like the dream and you know then I did Camp America in um 2010 oh that's um, what started me off as well yeah it's just a really good break into it and then after that it's literally been like but even before then, I remember, saying, even before I went to Camp America, I was like, I want to go to Australia next year. My mum was like, Ellie, just go to America, see how you get on. Let's not plan Australia until you get back. And obviously I got back and I was like, I'm saving for Australia. And literally since then, it's just been like my main priority, like what's always on my mind. Even when I'm travelling, I'm still thinking about where am I going to go next? Or what are the two, next few years going to look like? Like, it's just it's got me bad. So where, where are you going next? You're off to Thailand next, right? I am off to thailand for a couple of weeks which i'm really excited about it's my seventh time in thailand um and then after thailand i'm going to sri lanka and i've heard really good things about sri lanka in fact i yeah like i was thinking maybe just three weeks just because i don't know i was just thinking three weeks and to then come like come back to india and again like you know thinking oh do i really want to spend a month there but recently i've heard some really good things from people so i've decided to give myself like a full month there because Again, this goes back to why, you know, why I wanted to do this long trip is that I don't have any time restraints. So, but, you know, just enjoy it, like go for a full month. Why not? You can. So I'm going to do that. Um, And then I'm going to come back to India. I think that's the plan. It's also
0: um, cheaper to travel slower as well, isn't it? And you get to sort of know, you get to know a bit more about where you are and what to eat and what to do. Like if you're just going in and out of places quite quickly that's what I did when I traveled I was sort of like doing two weeks in a country and it just wasn't long enough really I was kind of all over the place and then it ended up being very expensive but obviously yeah. you say you haven't spent much in India so it was just the flight getting to India and then when you're there it's cheap
1: exactly yeah like I've taken one flight in India which took me from yeah like Varanasi down to Goa and I think that was like about 100 pounds um but yeah everything else has been really good so yeah and that's the same and because I am working on my blog as well and trying to like my youtube and my other website i um, i do need to give myself like, that extra time <laughs> yeah i know so i've yeah and again it, otherwise you exhaust yourself and actually the reason why i felt a little bit not great in the last couple of weeks is because i was brushing the end of this south india trip to go to thailand um yeah. because i had like a, a schedule like a deadline and it needs to be in thailand before. so but yeah, and that's also taken out of me. So that's a good lesson, again, is that, you know, you do need to like schedule a week somewhere, especially because I'm working and doing things. But even as a normal traveler, it's nice to spend those extra couple of days here now and again. Um, and like you said, then you spending less on transport, which is always normally the biggest cost.
0: Yeah, definitely. So when are you, when are you coming home? Where, where is home?
1: <laughs> so Home's home all- is, well, my, well, all my stuff is in Northampton and shit and with my mum uh, so yeah I'm gonna be back in the summer I'm going to Italy with like doing the traverse travel conference in Yay. June which I'm very excited about I'm excited to see you there yep. and all the other travel vloggers and yeah I really don't know like at the moment I don't know if I'm gonna fly straight in from Asia there if I'll go home first I'm just gonna see what it brings and yeah so I'm excited to spend a little bit of time in Europe I'm already track like planning like where I can go um, both also just be yeah home for a couple of weeks and then I'll probably come back to Asia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds dreamy.
1: Yeah. Is
0: there anything else you'd like to say about travelling in India or any messages to any solo female travellers who are thinking about it?
1: I think it's just to just not be worried. Like really, the biggest thing that I've learned over here is that India is such a changing country. And when I got here, yeah, I kind of felt like slightly like lied to about all of the the stories that I'd heard and you know I do obviously 100% believe like the things that I'd heard in the past here but you know then it clicked to me that actually you know I met that traveler back in 2014 who told me that but their story like stuck in my mind and they'd been to India maybe 2013 but India has changed so much in the last few years and you know, I have an Indian SIM card, and I would really recommend anyone coming here to get one. Um, like, hopefully, maybe you can be able to get one. They're pretty easy to get when you get here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Sounds a good idea.
1: Yeah, it just makes life so much easier. And, you know, a lot of things are online now, you know, like you can get Uber in a lot of places. Like, I've recently just been ordering food to my room because I can't even really to go out. <laughs> I mean, obviously, normally, I know, because it's so tech, you know, there is just so much technology here. You can, you know, I... Um, needed a new like wash bag the other day new headphones i ordered them off amazon to my place to a hostel that i was going to you know in a couple of weeks like days time so that's really that really helps like things are seriously changing and even you know the quality of transport i think you know it's the same trains but i feel like it's just better now you know so I would if you have worries and you've heard things in the past like really have a think about you know who told you when did they go here you yeah, know that's what a really good point actually yeah and Yeah, I just had a really, really great time. Um, I mean, I have also just filmed some YouTube videos actually about this as well. So, just a little plug there if you do want to have a look on my YouTube channel. I've done like one of them's like twenty minutes. I've spoken quite a lot um, on that one, but it's just my kind of honest experience um, here, which has been very positive. So, hopefully, that'll be reassuring as well. Okay,
0: sounds good. I'm glad you're having a lovely time there. Um, I'm sure when you go to Thailand, you'll look back and just think of how many amazing adventures you've had Must have been a crazy it. four months
1: yeah and I think sometimes it always takes you away it takes you sometimes to leave somewhere to appreciate it and yeah, that's the same with your home you know like again like leaving home to go traveling most people go Oh, I just realized that actually I really like being home and that's <laughs> such, a, you know, such a nice feeling because if, if the worst that happens when you're away is that you think actually I love home that's great still so yeah, yeah I think I'm still going to have that I think once i've been in thailand um like in there three weeks um sri lanka for like four i think yeah there'll be things about india that i'm like you know what i really miss that and then i can go back and appreciate it all again ah
0: that's nice so yeah. if anyone's got any questions where can they find you online
1: they can find me my blog is thewanderingquinn.com, and so is my instagram which is at the twitter is Wandering underscore Quinn and then yeah I have my new website which is India by Backpack and that is what the website is and also the Instagram.
0: Okay and then YouTube is just Wandering Quinn I presume. As and well. then the
1: YouTube is Wandering Quinn yeah I've got so many videos from India and then I'm just yeah I've been filming a few sit-down videos just to recap from my time here as well.
0: Oh, I'll definitely go and watch them before I leave for India on Monday. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um,
1: thanks so much for joining me, Ellie. And Thank you. have a nice
0: day. Bye. Okay, bye. See, sounds like Ellie's having a great time in India, even if she was ready for a break. Four months of travelling around, you can't really blame her. So for anyone who's feeling intimidated by India or falling for the the scaremongering of others, just take advice from Ellie, an honest travel blogger who's travelled the country from the end of 2018 to 2019. And it's good to know that even after all that time, she's planning on going back soon as well. I need to look into that manifesting. It kind of sounds like having a positive attitude and creating your own luck and opportunities, which I totally believe in. People often tell me I'm lucky, but as I reply, I've put myself out there and known what I wanted and yes, I have done some cool stuff and excelled any life dreams I had, but I've worked for it, I've tried, I've given it a go. I would say I'd like to manifest a car and a trip to Hawaii and a new bike too, but I'll let you know how that goes because I'm not entirely sure that's how it works. Anyway, I hope Ellie's inspired you to visit the vibrant country of India, it really is like nowhere else. I'm off to take my shorts out of my case and put my jeans in, although by the time you listen to this, I'll be back and I'm sure I'll have lots of stories of Varanasi and India to tell you myself. Let's hope that I have as lovely an experience as Ellie did. Of course, if you have any questions or comments, you can message Ellie at the links in the show notes or me at VickyFlipFlop on all the social medias. And make sure to use the Travels hashtag to make it easier to get involved got another exciting guest for you next week so make sure you're subscribed to stay in the night